Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. From an undisclosed broadcasting location. This is a test. For the next 60 seconds, this station will conduct a test of the emergency broadcast system. America, here comes the relief from the pain. Unapologetically, this is Lock and Load with Bill Frady. is lock and load and uh here we go uh, just last week we had these young these young fellows on the show john crump rich hughes john crump is, i don't know about, huh i don't know about being young but <laughs> we were on the show but young might not be us <laughs> yeah well you know you know you know what i'm saying i'm you know i don't know who who's the oldest in the room right now uh, i'm 62 I'm still in my 40s. So okay, so last week these young fellows were having a little bit of trouble. <laughs> and, uh, well, they dispensed with that really quick. Joining me again is John Crump and Rich Hughes. Good afternoon, fellas. Good afternoon. Rich, are you still with us there? Yeah, I'm here. So you guys, have, they, everything, let's see, you guys came on the show Friday. And then Friday the trial happened, and then or not what what happened Friday? Tell me what happened Friday. Right, so basically, what happened is we went in for our hearing. Our lawyers were there, and the judge came out, and the judge was not too happy with the prosecutor in the case. Basically, wanted to know why they were there, and stated that this was established case law, and that she supports the First Amendment. So the judge wanted to speak directly to the prosecutor, uh, and the prosecutor's boss or whoever was there uh, went and let her speak. So he said he was going to speak. She's not going to speak today. So the judge was like, well, then I'm going to ask you, what were you guys thinking by trying to suppress the First Amendment? And at that point, or to paraphrase, that's what the judge said, not right. exact words, but it was right. something very similar. So at that point, uh, the government decided, the DOJ decided that they could not discuss what they were thinking um, because of internal conversations and then made a move to pull the motion. So they, so they withdrew their motion to suppress our speech, which is probably something that they weren't planning on doing, but they also probably didn't think that we were going to have uh, a team of attorneys there. Yeah, I'm sure. And, that, and this I, is something 
Well, we our viewers kind of joke about Crump Smash, and and this is uh, you know like Hulk Smash, and this is really the overwhelming shock and awe show of force that GOA attorneys provided. And I got to thank GOA because this was just really overwhelming and heartwarming. And Florida Carey too. Don't forget about Florida Carey. Well, I mean, uh, you know, Stambalia Olson. Was Hammonds involved in any of this? Uh, no, no, Mike Hammonds was not involved. It was, was Stimbalier, uh, Rob Olson, uh, James Phillips, uh, and then a guy named Ron Shook out of North Carolina, who's an attorney, and Eric Friday of Florida County, and Sean Carano was there as well. Well, I mean, I think a lot of times they look at like they look at you guys with you with the YouTube channel blog, right? So their their first thought process is that you're not actually a paid reporter, right? That you you don't have a revenue stream coming out of what you're doing. So easy pickings, easy prey. Plus, plus when we do this, everybody else will see this happen to you, and it will chill them as well. And uh, when you when you guys stepped up and said, "Oh, okay, so a little legal legal some legal shenanigans ongoing here." Well, here you go, Stephen, Rob, other guys. Please, please take the lead. And uh, that they didn't expect you to have attorneys. I don't think. No, I don't think they did either. Well, first off, I don't think they expected us to know anything was going on. And, uh, you know, just four boxes diner had some excellent commentary. Had two very good videos on this. The the one of the challenges of this that flies in the face of the First Amendment and our constitutional rights is that they were going to decide our right to speak without even having us present there. You know, you have the right to face your accusers, sure. and this this was going to be completely brushed under the rug. Well, I mean, this is the this is the era of the red flag orders. I call it the minority report, and uh, yes, this is the era where uh, they do things now without you without your knowledge, and especially if you're a gun person, even if you're just talking about it, right? So right. You think yep. that you think you think this what was her uh, Laura? You think Laura took a look at uh, the stuff you guys do and said, oh, oh, I. I mean, I, I think we are viewed, you know, John, myself, and, and other 2A people, whether you're a YouTube, you know, per content creator or somebody that consumes the content, I think we're viewed by the government and by the elites in D.C. as smelly Walmart people. Yeah, well. They, they got to make some priorities. Um, the judge even stated that she watched my videos uh, when they filed the motion and stated that. You know, she respects what we do. We're definitely part of the media, and we reported the facts as we saw them, and we were fair. And what did, what did, uh, what did I mean, did you guys see any of this happen? Did you watch it stream? Uh, was there a camera in there? No. No. There, there, was no, there was no camera in the courtroom or anything. Uh, Friday morning, we kind of knew the way that the judge was leaning because federal court. It's usually, you know, no cell phones, no laptops, no nothing. Um, and the judge put out a uh, order stating that members of the press could have cell phones and could have laptops. They just couldn't, like, record audio or video, which was no one asked for that, but she made that motion. So at that point, it was like, all right, she's trying to send them. We, we feel that she was trying to send a message to the prosecutor. <laughs> 
yeah. saying, saying, you know, this isn't going to fly. And, and I'd like to just do a little recap on what happened. So I don't know if everybody understands. This is stemming from a First and Second Amendment case concerning the auto key card, Matt Hoover and Justin Irvin, who are in jail right now awaiting sentencing on September 6th for a metal card with a very light etching in it. It's not like you could break this out in 10 seconds and make a machine gun. You Nobody's actually done that, not even no, the ATF. ATF tried and couldn't do it. it. It's not to the right dimensions of a, of a lightning link. And meaning dimensions, not only you know in three dimensions, the metal isn't even the right thickness to work. Yeah. So, and there's further issues that would not make it work in a modern bulk carrier system for an AR-15 or M-16. So, also, this is a further abuse of the First Amendment by trying to gag us. So, it's both a First and Second Amendment issue because Matt Hoover was clearly just advertising a product. And he's looped into this and in jail now since April because of it. So the, Justin's been there for two years. Now I know John in the in the uh, in the uh, in the commission of what you do on a regular basis. You probably know about all the Glock switches they found in Chicago and all the people that have <laughs> been prosecuted for those Glock switches. I mean, they Kim Fox has brought no charges against any. They confiscated nine in one day, and that, oh, they, they took them off took took them off the gangbangers and. She's also the mutual combat girl that said, well, they're fighting each other, so since they weren't robbing anybody, we're not going to charge anybody. They can just have a gunfight in the middle of the outskirts of Chicago. Um, and nobody ever gets hurt by that. Nobody ever. No, no. That's, it's, it's a victimless crime. Uh-huh. It's, it's almost like prostitution, but it's actually prostitution of the law. But listen, we're coming up on the first break. We're going to discuss the ramifications of this and uh, where you guys are going next, and I, I think i hope i hope i know where you're going but you know we're gonna find out rich he has a youtube channel called flying rich and this covers everything i mean this is a guy that this is guy stuff he does guy stuff and it's not just guns it's a lot of guy stuff john well john has something called black swan media go check that out it's just a hub we'll be right back this is lock and load This is Lock and Load. I'm talking to John Crump, Rich Hughes, and they just had their they just had their day in court. And it was actually a few just a few hours, right? It was not even a whole day. It was you guys dispensed with this really quick because it was a frivolous case to begin with, right? Yeah, it was. It was a move to be the judge wanted to hear this as soon as possible, so they fast tracked it. So we were in in there, um, and uh, my attorney showed up, and they. Uh, smash the government's case. Um, it, it was a it, it was a chilling move to see the government trying to suppress speech, but that's what they do now. They suppress speech. Yes, they it's almost like they forgot that there's a constitution well, and they forgot our natural rights as humans. Well, see if they had. Uh, 
I knew this was going to happen at some point. See, when you get these thin-skinned leftists in here, and I mean, I've seen a picture of this girl, this attorney that came after you guys. She's young, you know. She probably just got out of school just a few years ago. She's come out of the public school program that we talk about on, you and I talk about it on a regular basis. We, she's come out of the university program that you and I talk about on a regular basis. And this is what you get. So normally, if they had done it the, the their favorite way, they would have gone on YouTube and gotten your channel shut down, or they would have gone on social media and gotten you kicked out and tried to get you deplatformed and all this stuff. And uh, she just could not control herself. So she decided to do the direct route, which is sort of a first, isn't it? Isn't that where we talked about how this may be a first where they've actually come after you with the DOJ? Uh, it, it might be. It, it might be. I, I'm not sure. I'm trying to do some research after you brought that up. I, I haven't been able to find any other cases. But I think this is a message to the GOA, not the GOA, the DOJ. And I think they might pull back for a little while. I mean, I don't think that they're going to pull back. They got to regroup. Wholesale. They got to regroup. But yeah, they're going to they're going to regroup. But so I don't think. I think if we would have just rolled over, entered into a consent agreement or something like that, we it would have snowballed and they would have started doing it more and more. But now people saw that you can fight back. Yeah, you can beat them. It, it might be also important to do the chronology of what actually happened. So they, I believe it was Monday of last week, uh, the prosecutor filed basically a gag order on myself, John, Matt, and Erica, or I should say a request to have a gag order on us. And two things occurred. You know, the GOA stepped up with an excellent legal team, and they, they wrote um, – a motion in our favor, you know, favoring First Amendment rights and pointed out the issues uh, with the prosecutor's motion, how she she stated in case law that was talking about dissemination of information of pre-sentencing reports from court officers. And that is not condoned, whereas somebody like Matt Hoover, Justin Irvin could disseminate that information because it's their information about themselves. And the other thing is an amicus brief was filed by major YouTubers in the Second Amendment community that are, you know, operating, you know, in the same lanes of, you know, Second Amendment news and information. They had a combined audience of greater than CNN. So they're they're greater than any of the uh, any of the major networks, like by double. Oh, yeah. That's, you know. If CNN didn't have the airports, nobody would watch CNN. <laughs> true, true that. So, I mean, uh, that, that's that's not that hard for me to imagine. I mean, you're probably going to hear get heard on this by more people than listen to CNN. So, <clears throat> Absolutely. Having said that, though, from this point on, are you guys you guys just sitting back going, okay, that's one down, back to business. That's You're just going to go back to what you have been doing all this time? Uh, there, there might be some stuff coming up that we really can't uh, speak about at this point. Right. Uh, but right now we're 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 putting our nose back to down to the grind. We're going to be reporting on the auto key card case and other cases that the government probably doesn't want us to report on. Um, but it's our first amendment right. We are members of the press. I find it interesting that she totally 
like overlooked the fact that I write for like major publications, that I'm a member of several different uh, like press groups, and you know that I write for Amaland, and she tried to pin me down as just a YouTube personality. <laughs> well, that's not you know that's her YouTube. not doing any due diligence. I mean, that was her mistake. Well, well, I I, I think it's more of she intentionally left out the other stuff. Yeah, but she yeah, that I, would make their case look weak. So there, there's two things going on here. Um, the the result is the same. Either the prosecutor was ignorant of things going on, or she was trying to mislead the court. That, that's up to you guys to make that judgment. I, I'm not going to hold judgment on this. It's what I wonder is if we didn't have all of these motions and amicus briefs and like the dream team of lawyers showing up on Friday, where would we be? You know, we would, and, and the judge I think would have squashed this no matter what. But I, I think this, that's you know, some, but that's not something you want to roll the dice on, right? Yeah, right. And plus, I think they're trying to get us to probably they're probably going to offer us a consent agreement or something like that. Now, what would a where cons- we would what, volunteer? What would a consent agreement do? What would they be asking or or, or directing you to do with a consent agreement? Uh, probably like, hey, because they're, we're asking for us to stop reporting in all other remedies. And they probably would have been like, we will drop the all other remedies thing and, and and drop it right here if you agree not to report on it and to destroy other documents that you have, which not willing to do. So we weren't going to do that. So we were, we were going to fight, you know. I take my rights very, very, very seriously. And... I don't back down, I mean, especially to bullies, and they were trying to bully us. They were trying to intimidate us. They were trying to scare us. And that's just something that um, I don't like confrontation, but I also won't back down from confrontation either if I feel that I'm in the right. Well, you shouldn't. And uh, as far as confrontation goes, I mean, uh, having a – having your ducks in a row the way you guys did it, that that was – some guys, some people go off and do some of this stuff, and you know this. You two know this better, as good as I do, if not better. Um, the last shot show I went to was 2020, and that was the year that Northam was still in office, and they had the Second Amendment day. Do you guys remember that time period? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep, I was down there. Okay. Now, I was in Virginia. And uh, I'm going to, we're coming up on the break, so we will continue this story on the other side. And uh, because I had I had a process going on in my head that was, I was a little I had some misgivings for you guys. But anyway, Rich Hughes, he does a YouTube channel called Flying Rich, and he does all kinds of stuff. He does keyboards, he does uh, he, he he does openings of, of FN five sevens, you know, multiples of them. Shooting, he hangs out with John on some of the stuff that he does. John Crump, he writes for Ammo Land. He has Black on Swan Media, which uh, I think is John Crump News. That's the name of his channel. All the media, all the time. And they tried to squash these guys. They tried to take them out. And, uh, you know, they're still standing. So we'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. I've seen just about every corner of this country. 
three million miles in my career. I spend a lot of hours on the road, but I love being my own boss. The road can be a beautiful place, but you're out here on your own. There certainly are risks. I'm Charles. I'm a truck driver, a husband, and a father. And that's why I choose Federal. When it comes to online gun shops, Primary Arms is one of America's largest retailers of new firearms, parts, accessories, and gear. They stock over 600 popular brands, all with everyday low prices and fast shipping. If you ever have any questions about a product, their team of product experts will help you make the right purchase. So, don't settle for less. Visit PrimaryArms.com today and see why so many gun owners make it their first destination for all of their firearms. Needs. For over 25 years, Aero Precision has paved the way as a leading manufacturer of American-made AR parts. Aero Precision caters to the rifle builder by engineering quality receivers, hand guards, and other essential parts. Aero Precision's added enhancements create a smooth build process from start to finish for beginners and seasoned builders. Whether this is your first rifle or your 50th, Aero Precision offers everything you need to make a quality AR at an affordable price. In the 21st century, the handgun has become the preeminent self-defense tool. At CNH Precision, we specialize in taking your weapon to the highest degree of functionality possible. With a complete array of goods and services specializing in red dot sight installation, CNH Precision will help you realize the most effective handgun the first time. If you need slide milling, installation, or accessories, go to chpws.com. CNH Precision, welcome to the Boom Squad. At Chambers Custom, we have one job. We strive to build the most obsessively, reliable, accurate, and beautiful pistols for the discriminating gun owner. Using the ageless 1911 design with a 21st century approach to each part and component, Chambers Custom meticulously begins each pistol as a standalone project, creating a bespoke, handcrafted, peerless firearm. They integrate all of the internal, external, and intrinsic elements that make a custom 1911 unit. Go to ChambersCustom.com. Chambers Custom, truly the mechanical advantage. At Spikes Tactical, we are all shooters with a very simple mission. Make the best product we can perfect at the best possible price for our consumers. We strive to produce the best components and rifles available with quality control second to none because real-world events don't allow for a second chance. Whether you are an operator, competitor, or home defender, Spikes Tactical will serve you well. Go to SpikesTactical.com. Spikes Tactical, 100% American-made to the highest standard.
What's in a name? If that name is Ace Firearms, you've just entered a very expensive business. First, a fully appointed gun shop with all the guns, ammo, and accessories you could possibly imagine. But then you enter the manufacturing facility that is home to Red Alligator Concealment, Militia Arms Customs, and so much more. Ace Firearms is beyond a simple gun shop. This is a totally peerless operation. To find out more, go to acefirearms.com. Ace Firearms. This is only the beginning. At MGS, we have what it takes to reinvent yourself. With a curriculum designed to balance work, family, and a gun repair education, MGS provides the gateway into one of the fastest-growing segments of the gun industry. Modern Gun School's mission is to provide high-quality distance education using time-tested materials and hands-on projects designed to develop a proficiency in both the technique and the business of gunsmithing. Go to mgs.edu. MGS Trade School. Your future is waiting. This is Lock and Load. I'm talking to, to John Crump and Rich Hughes. Now, Rich, did you go to that thing in uh, Virginia in 2020? I, I wanted to, but uh, my day gig uh, had me, you know, firmly in my chair here in South Florida. I was working on a data center in Germany. So okay. uh, I, I had, like, emergency data center operations to be done. What did you think about that event, Rich? I, I, I got to say a couple of things. Well, first off, you know, personally – it's kind of an emotional roller coaster ride. You know, you don't think that you're going to be looped into a court case that you've been reporting on. No, I, th- I think he was talking about uh, the uh, lobby day. Lobby day, Virginia, a few lobby years day. ago. Oh, I, I wasn't at lobby day. Okay. So, uh, so let me tell you what yeah, I was I'm, thinking about lobby day. This is what I was thinking about lobby day. I thought lobby day was going to be the Second Amendment, January the sixth. I thought that this was going to be Ooh. that this was going to be some sort of a trap where they tried to lure these guys in and sprinkle some age, you know, some provocateurs in the mm-hmm. middle of it and start sure. something and then lock up a bunch of them, right? And yeah. I, a bunch of them showed up in the battle rattle, right, John? Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, like a bunch of them showed up in the battle rattle, and there might have been some provocateurs there, but everyone knew what was at stake, and it was put out through VCDL. Um, there, there's a long history of VCDL doing lobbyists. So it's part of their VCDL, like, you know, this is what we do. We're going to go in there. We're going to, we're going to have a rally more than a protest. And then we're also not going to leave the city any worse than what we found it. In fact, we were going to clean it up. Yeah, you left it better for, than it was when you got there. But see, this, yeah. see, the difference, I think, in that, though, which was demonstrated, is that Second Amendment people think in detail. And I think sometimes, yep. I think, uh, and I mean, I do both a Second Amendment radio show and a general politics radio show. And general politics are almost conceptual when you're looking at it. You don't have to get too much into detail for it. You know, small government, responsible spending, that kind of thing. Um, and, th- and that can be all that can be all the aim and everything. And then you might want to delve into the details. In Second Amendment land, we have to deal in details. So I think the the awareness of the people attending that probably is what overcame what they were hoping would, would happen. Would you agree? 
I 100% agree. Yeah. I 100% agree. I remember going there. People were going to be like, yeah, there's probably going to be people trying to start some stuff up there, but just don't fall for it. So, okay. um, but then January the 6th happened and I was, I was absolutely convinced that that was something they tried to do with you guys. That would have been, that would have been a large scale chilling of what just happened to you, to you two guys. Yeah. It was a First Amendment thing and it was a Second Amendment thing all at the same time and they would have had a twofer. So I think they're always looking for that. And uh, uh, I think now that you guys have shown them, well, we're not bumpkins. We, we come to play. When you want to play with us, that's fine. We're going to play on your level and we're going to win too. Now uh, maybe they're going to sit back and uh, recalculate how they're going to do it or do you think they're going to give it up for the moment? I absolutely do not believe that they're going to give it up. There's no way that they will. They're going to go back and they're going to recalculate. They're going to try to think of another way to do what they do um, and then try to come at it again. We just have to be prepared and we have to know that, that I mean, that's what they're going to try to do. It, and I think the problem here is, you know, the prosecution, the DOJ, has an endless resource of our tax dollars yes, to go yes. against us. Yes, yes. That, that, that was, see, that's, that's the other thing you got to it before I did, Rich. So with this, when Laura came at you guys, I can't, is her last name Kofer? When Laura Kofer came at you guys, she had no skin in the game. She was just using a personal grievance because of some chat chat room noise, right? Because somebody yeah. said bad things about her and she just couldn't take that. But yeah, she for Taylor. Yeah. Um she had nothing to lose coming at you, right? Cuz no. she was well, yes. I'm going to disagree with you slightly. Well, dude, um, please. I love being wrong. Tell me what's wrong. There. I I think she got taken down a couple of notches. But well, yeah, I think in her mind when she filed that motion, she was like, "I'm, um, I don't, I don't want to get into her head and and cast false dispersions." But I don't. I I think it was more of a visceral thing as opposed to a logical thing. And uh, I don't think she believed she had anything to lose at that point. And I think she found out different on Friday. Yeah, I, I don't think the, the fact that the DOJ would not let her speak you, it says that they probably were not too happy with her. <laughs> right. I don't think Friday was a good day for her. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, if 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 deal uh, if she didn't, you know, make the someone at the DOJ mad for doing this, they would have let her speak. Mm-hmm. But they they. She sat there because she watched the motion, but they would not let her. The judge even asked the speaker, and the DOJ was like, "No, we're not going to let her speak." No, no, no. Well, I mean, she 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 got out of there. Uh, you know, their 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 whole thing has been going through social media. It's been going through social mm-hmm. media because they, I guess, they knew that in the face of it, this kind of thing, especially in light of the Bruin decision, now, because. Mm-hmm. You're, you you told me that one of these guys is in jail right now for advertising these cards. Yes, correct. Yes. That what they were on his website or something. No, no, he was he took a YouTube sponsorship deal. Oh, oh, but they're not the right size. They're just sort of the right shape. <laughs> right? Yeah, they're, they're, they're like bottle they're heads. Right bottle opener. Right. It, it's it's not the right size. Uh, it's it's the right shape, and it's not the right size, and it's not the right thickness of metal. It's not the right type of metal. 
and it would work with what a 1962 Colt SP2 bolt carrier group. Well, it would it like would. If, if if it would work, it would it would have had to been that, but it wouldn't have been worked with better. Are there are there any of those around anymore to even try that? Some museum somewhere. Okay. So this was a witch hunt with those guys. Totally, totally. absolutely. But the, we, and, and to your point, this could have been all done with a C and D letter. If you just said, "Hey, cease and desist, don't advertise, don't sell this product," both of them, both Matt and Justin, would have said, "Hot potato, I'm dropping this thing." Well, you know, one thing I see about this stuff now, whenever somebody does some of this stuff and they get out there and they sort of uh, they they they're skirting on the edge of the abyss, which is what this was. Um, sometimes, like with uh, the binary trigger, mm-hmm. the guy the guy that set that up, Jay, when he set that up with uh, with uh, Franklin Armory, he even when he changes colors, he sends them another one. He dots all the eyes and he crosses all the T's. Mm-hmm. But one of the one of the contentions with the with the with the pistol brace thing was uh, you know uh, SB Tactical was not sending them every single iteration of the pistol brace, so they approved this one, but not the other fifty or the twenty or whatever it was it was that they put they, they put out there, and uh, they see that from time to time as something not to cease and desist, but as an opportunity to make a statement. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. I yeah, think you're right. Yeah. So. And, and I think this case in particular was uh, aimed at other, you know, YouTuber social media personalities in the two-way space yeah. to put a chilling effect on them, yeah. to chill their speech. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. If they came after you, they'd go after anybody. The only problem, mm-hmm. the only problem I think, though, I mean, I look at some of your, your are you monetized, Rich? Yeah, yeah. So you're making some money. I mean, you got yeah, views. Yeah, yeah. I, are you kidding? I don't. I don't think I make enough money for dinner, like at, at Bolay, for my family each month. Well, right now on my YouTube channel, I'm not making enough money for a cup of coffee because <laughs> I'm, I'm too. I, I just stopped prolific enough on the YouTube channel to actually have a a, a following that actually will follow. But uh, I, I digress. Um, yeah, the the the. Uh, I think they looked at you guys as pretty easy pickings and a way to make a statement and all this other stuff and. So the the big question now that comes next that comes next find rich at flying rich flying rich just look for that on YouTube he'll be there he has the same sort of haircut I have it looks the same in all weather John Crump he is Black Swan Media John Crump News you find him on Amaland very prolific on Amaland and I have hair and he has hair. John, John does not have the same haircut yet, but he's younger than both me and Rich. Anyway, we'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. Talking to John Crump and Rich Hughes, fresh off the presses. They uh, they came on the show Friday, about to go to court, went to court, back on the show Monday, <clears throat> excuse me, because, uh, well, they, they came, they saw, they kicked their butts. 
Yeah, I was all out of bubble gum. All out of bubble gum. All <laughs> out of bubble gum. Yeah. So here's the big question for you guys. Are you going to do anything different from here on from here on? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Not nothing changes. Everything goes on the way it was before. Well, yeah, okay. So like John, I know your work, and I know what you report on, and I know what you say, and I know how you say it. And, I mean, you are, I'm not going to say tame, but compared to some of the stuff that you have to suck up, that I suck up, that Richard sucks up, that uh, Freddie Real sucks up, and people like Stan Belia suck up, uh, that's nothing. That's, yeah. that's nothing. Yeah. So if you have been targeted once, do you think you'll be targeted again? Uh, not right away, but um, I wouldn't say that this will be the last time. I don't think it's going to be any time soon, but right. who knows? It's going to remain on their radar. Yeah, I think that might go after a little bit easier targets next time. Yeah, the, the, there's I, everybody was writing about this. I saw that all over the place. Everybody was writing about this. Lee Williams was writing at, about it at Second Amendment Foundation and it was all over the truthaboutguns.com. It was all over Ameland. Uh, different people were writing about it at Ameland. And um, I, a lot of people were watching this and all this other stuff. And I, I'm, I'm sort of, I, do, you, do you think they might have been monitoring that and seeing the response they were getting out of this? I think so. I'm, I'm sure they were. I mean, we, we found out that they watch everything that we do. So. And read the comments. I didn't read all the comments. I try to, but I, I don't. I can't go into the comment sections. I've I've actually tried to write a couple of times, John, and the whole comma apostrophe period thing just gets on my nerves. So the few times I tried to write, it was at uh, thetruthaboutguns.com, and then when I saw the – it's very hard to be in talk radio and write and then ignore the comment section. Mm-hmm. Because normally when the bad commenters come in, if they, if, you know, if they call into the radio show, well, I'm going to go all Zorro on them. And uh, that doesn't, uh, you know, I can't do that. I mean, <laughs> Fred, one of the reasons I used to, I'm still, I think I'm still listed as a contributor at Amalan, but Freddie called me one day and said, Bill, stop engaging the commenters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. so I, I just, I just yeah. do this. I just do this now. I, I, I know my lane. I just stay in my lane. But this is something to be watched from here on out, huh? Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Um and uh, if they try this with someone else, um, I I will do everything possible to help us. So, is somebody going to bring suit on this one? Can Can you guys sue this person? This 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 mechanism that was they they tried to bring against you for the frivolous waste of time? Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know. I mean, we have to go with the attorneys and discuss whether that's possible or not. Uh, we won late on Friday, so it was basically uh, Stambolia. Uh, uh, I talked to this guy, Stambolia, was going to catch a plane and stuff like that. Uh, and he flew down there the day before, argued, then got back on a plane and flew back. So <laughs> I'd give him a little bit of a break. And I know Rob Olson and them, they, they were working on it pretty heavily. Right. So. Well, I, I mean, the reason I ask this is because I'm almost certain that these guys want it to go away. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I'm sure the DOJ wants sure. it to go away now. They, they they don't want anybody to talk about it. And I, I think the mistake is to not 
continue to after action review all of this nonsense and keep it in the forefront right. because uh oh it definitely will be that i mean yeah. I, I, this is one of those tales this is one of those things where they get out there and you know you uh, uh in a poker game you, all, you guys all options are still on the up. table well, so. keep them all yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think. I mean, I think they pulled it because they didn't want to have a like a defeat. Because this is more of a forfeit than a uh, yeah than a, a defeat. Because even though we were going to defeat them, um, that was pretty evident to not only us but them because they pulled it. <laughs> you know, uh, they didn't want to have that defeat next to their name. Well, so they were, it was just unfortunately, like, unfortunately, they still do though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. Unfortunately, they still do, and I think this is something that uh, you know. This and uh, th- th- when, whenever this kind of thing happens, because you guys were just talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were just talking about it, and we weren't we weren't develop, uh, divulging any confidential information. Basically, right. all we were talking about is, hey, what kind of sentencing are these guys looking at? There are guidelines for, and, and again, if Matt or Justin released information on a pre-sentence report, that's up to them. That's their right to do it. Right. The courts are specifically, uh, court officers are specifically uh, discouraged on disclosing the information, and particularly any information that would be of a confidential nature if there was a confidential source involved. In this case, I had none of that. Yeah, we, we didn't release any stuff. I mean, the, the stuff we, the, we really, the information we did really was highly sanitized. <laughs> we didn't really even talk about how they came to it or anything like that. Oh. I was never worried about it, but at the same time nowadays, when, when you're going in front of a judge, you never know. You never know what these guys are going to do. I mean, they're not they're not reading the law and applying the law. They're interpreting the law. And if you get a good one, if you get a good one that just reads the law and implements the law, then that's great. And I, it sounds like that's what you got. Yeah, well, I think this judge is pretty fair. Yeah, yeah, we were prepared though. Uh, like, if we would have lost that, we would have appealed from the courtroom. We had everything prepared to appeal. Yeah. So it, it, it wasn't something that we're going to lose. If we lost, we would have been like, oh, okay, well, we lost. We tried, you know. We were prepared well, to go. I do. I do believe that uh, you know that that was that was a that was a tasty bit of legal stuff there to have it happen the way it happened. I'm glad you guys were the ones that made it happen that way because that was absolutely frivolous. Now I wonder with some of these other cases like the force reset trigger case that's constantly going. That did they ever okay that? No, no, uh, they they never okay. No, no. Uh, I, I wrote a pretty large article. Um, in fact, uh, it was submitted as the AR1 trigger, and the ATF said it wasn't okay, and then they released it as the FRT15. So uh, that one is a little bit different um, from uh, like a binary trigger, where oh, I know, I know, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that case is it's a complicated case. But it's still, even in its difference as far as its function, it's still sort of enhanced semi-automatic fire, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I I do not believe that it was a machine gun. What I'm saying is, the ATF has always claimed that it was a machine gun. So sure, that right. that that is a little bit of a different battle. 
that is a battle of, you know, attacking how the ATF came to that conclusion more than it was, they're changing their minds. Well, so I, I, I just I, I look at that and I look at the uh, some of the other stuff they've done and I I'm, I'm always looking to see some legal momentum shift the other way and go against them. And I mean we're going to see the bump stock again and we're going to see the uh-huh. you know I'm going to be able to have I'm going to be able to put my uh, pistol brace back on something and stick it on my shoulder again and I'm going to yep. you know all these things all these little uh, rules they've got going on they're going to try our. I'm sure you're going to be writing about them trying to impose universal background checks here shortly, right? Oh yeah, yeah. By the end of the year, it's going to, they're trying to do some uh, roundabout universal background checks by claiming that the bipartisan safety communities act changed the definition of a gun seller and stuff like that. Oh yeah. So we'll see that by the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Well, guys, I'm glad that you guys are free and clear. Uh, that's item number one. Item number two, thank you for taking the time to join me so rapidly. And item number three, uh, everybody out there, go to Flying Rich and subscribe. If you subscribe to his YouTube channel, that'll help him on the algorithm. And, uh, you, you know, John Crump News, go subscribe. Look for Black Swan Media. Look for his articles at Ammo Land. Very prolific there. John Crump News. Guys, thanks very much. All right, thank you, Bill. Thank you. Pay attention to all this stuff happening out there, people. It's always one of those things that goes on. These two fellas, these two fellas dotted the I's and crossed the T's. Some, they're going to look for somebody that doesn't do that. And as for you, remember this. It has never been about gun control. Not once, not ever. It has been, it's always going to be about total control. This has been Lock and Load. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.